This is Perry Blackburn with Cowboy and Cadillac. And there's going to be a part two. A la dos. And good morning and welcome to the Cowboy and Cadillac show. That is Cowboy. And I am Cadillac. And today, folks, we are with the very special guest. Uh, Cowboy, you want to tell the folks who we have here with us today? Yeah, I sure do. If y'all watched us a couple episodes ago, y'all saw us drink a little horse, 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 little horse. We have not been drinking yet, just so you know. We're working on it, though. We're fixing to. (laughs) American Freedom Distilleries, which actually kind of roundabout way put us in touch with a Perry Blackburn, which is our guest today, which is a Green Beret fought in Afghanistan. And I want to make sure I get this right. You were 2001, 2002 era. That's right. Okay, so today we're going to do a little talking with Perry about uh, about his military and about where he came from and what came about. And we're also going to talk to him about how did he lead into what he's doing now. Right. Uh, something super, super special about this to us is, and what Perry stands for, is our freedom and what we stand for. Uh, and what we like-minded people like to think that uh, that everybody's out there struggling and fighting for. And so when we talk about like-minded people, you know, we're going to remind you guys once again exactly what we are. We are God-fearing, gun-toting, free market capitalists here at this show. So uh, also, just so you know, we're going to give you a quick hook here. We want you to hang on with us. We're fixing to do some real special things here at the location that we're at. Uh, but if you've ever seen the movie 12 Strong, Perry led his own individual men and about an army of 900 of dealing with local warlords. The same thing you saw in that movie is exactly what Perry did and was involved with, so you don't want to miss this podcast. Um, Today, we are broadcasting from the Bad Monkey in Ybor City. That sounds sounds bad. It bad does monkey. Sound bad. Yes. Matter of fact, they gave us I, they gave us both a shirt. Look at here. I'd I like to. Pretty cool. Hey, Felix, I'm going to turn around so you get the back of this shirt here, right quick. Let me slide over next to Perry. He's all. He just wants to show off that he can wear a look small steel. Y'all like I, it? He, yeah. Look at the muscles. So, <laughs> they were ripping through that shirt. <laughs> uh, this is not a medium either, is it, Perry? <laughs> Steve will tell you. It's an it's actual small. large. Hey, so listen. Yeah. So and since we are at the Bad Monkey, and we've got a little something special. Y'all can see our setup's a little different today. Uh, other than we have three glasses because Perry's with us, but we've yep. also got a couple of cigars, pretty special cigars. These are Bad Monkey cigars. Bad Monkey. This Ooh. is this is gonna be yeah, this, this is gonna, gonna smoke be good. This is gonna be fun. But we're also we're gonna bring in uh, the manager here at Bad Monkey, which has also got some military background. Uh, yes. Works with the uh, police department here in Tampa. Yep. Uh, I'm a, we're going to bring him in. He's going to bring in our, uh, our whiskey we're going to be drinking today and kind of give a little background on uh, on Bad Monkey. Come on right up here behind. Come on right here between us. How you doing? I'm Steve Previch. I'm the general manager here at the Bad Monkey. I'm retired Tampa Police Department and retired uh, Army, U.S. Army uh, Reserve. Um, general Dave Scott owns the bar. Uh, great place here, 1717 East 7th Avenue. Uh, when he found out the colonel was coming here, fifth group, uh, colonel or the general had uh, the pleasure of serving with him, and he wanted uh, this is normally this uh, horse soldier bourbon that uh, he normally keeps in a cabinet back here for his graduating class, 1977, the Rats U.S. Uh, Air Force Academy when he graduated, and that's normally saved and reserved for them to have a shot together when they come here, but he wanted you guys to 
have uh, some of that oh, awesome. bottle, which wow. is one of the first uh, <clears throat> batches that were created by them. Well, I know I feel I know I feel special. I feel honored. There's Matter of no fact, doubt about it. Gave me a little bit of a chill. Yeah. just him talking about it. I'm gonna tell you, we love our country. We at do. the Cowboy and Cadillac show, and this fine gentleman like this right here, and the general himself, that uh, they make liberty and freedom what it is for all of us here. Whether you understand that or whether you don't, today we hope that we can bring more understanding to that, uh, uh, to you, and uh, understanding exactly the depths of what the sacrifice is uh, that brings these things a part of us. So for us, to you guys here at the Bad Monkey, we can't thank you enough. Absolutely. Uh, and this is, this is very special. So uh, thank you very much, and please pass our thanks and gratitude along. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Steve. We appreciate brother. it. We'll talk later. Perry, would you like to do the honor start popping the top yeah, here while we're? I absolutely would. Yeah. This is, this is phenomenal for us. This it really is. is. Uh, you ever heard, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, starstruck here in the yeah. middle of all this going yeah. on for me. Well, I'll tell you, the, f the fellas that, that do, do this, mm -hmm. that started this business, they're good dudes. I mean, they're, they're good people. Um, they were all in Afghanistan with me, and they decided, to, you know, their business was uh -huh. to bring horse soldier liquor, a good bourbon, to the folks, and it is a good bourbon tasted. You'll be like, you'll be oh, very. I, I promise impressed. we know oh. this is going to be like oh. the finest wine, yeah. is what I would call it. But you know, maybe just whiskey instead. Yeah. So we're going to have to uh, introduce Perry. Do we to how we toast and why we toast the okay. way we do? Sure thing. Yes. So well, first of all, let's uh, Perry's our guest today on the Cowboy and Cadillac show. I say we let him give us the toast of what we're going to toast to. So, Perry, what would you like to toast to today? Well, I tell you what, two things, liberty and absent companions. Liberty and absent companions. Absent now, listen, companions. I do want to say one thing, Perry, that yes, sir. If when you toast somebody, if you're not looking at them in the eyes when you make that toast, you'll have bad sex for seven years. Oh, I'm going to have good sex there. Right, here we go. Bring it, there we go. Now, that's, on, not, now that's not sex with me, of course. Oh, Lord God, no. Because there. then we wouldn't be God-fearing, gun-toting, free-market no. capitalists. Right. Let me say that right now. That is delicious. Absolutely delicious. For y'all at home that have not experienced mm. this whiskey... Go out and buy a bottle. Yes. Like immediately buy a Are bottle. Are you tearing is, up? Oh, no. I promise not at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's burning up just a little bit. I can tell you so that. Perry, so, Perry hasn't heard the whole backstory on us, but I'm a, I'm a Jack Daniels fan. Okay. Yeah. So, back in the mid-2000s, I bought a barrel of Jack Daniels and ended up with about 242 fifths that, of course, Cadillac helped me finish off. Uh, yeah. We don't have any of that left now. Maybe a couple of signature bottles, and that's about it from uh, yeah. the master distiller there. So, this morning, I, I say we go ahead and uh, – Cut right in. I'm going to save those cigars till right here at the very end. What do y'all think? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let me say this, though, real quick. Yeah. From a Jack Daniels Squire. Yes. I'm not asking you to roll on your brand. Okay. But I am asking I for never, your honest opinion do that about this whiskey. Jack Daniels. Right here. Honest opinion. Let everybody know what you think about Horse Soldier whiskey. It is easily top-notch. It is. In my book, without yep. doubt. It is good stuff. And I'm a single-barrel drinker yep. uh, from Jack Daniels. And I'm a gentleman Jack drinker. I'm with it. Two thumbs up from Cadillac. There we go. Yep. 
and two thumbs up for the bad monkey. You guys, if you're in the area or come to the area, you need to come here and check the place out. It's great. Steve's fantastic. Uh, these guys have been absolutely wonderful, and uh, we can't thank you enough, Steve. Thank you, yeah, guys. We appreciate it, for sure. So let's jump into this. This is, uh, this is exactly the kind of thing that we talk about on our show that allows yep. us to have the free market that we have. Right. And for us to be entrepreneurs and for us to do business is, is guys like Perry. So, Perry, just kind of jump in a little bit and, and – if you want to, kind of a little bit about your childhood. You jumped in. You were an Army brat, I think you told us earlier yeah. in conversation, and kind of give us a little bit of, a little bit of background on you. Army brat. Uh, my dad was a retired sergeant major. You know, we got a retired first sergeant over there, so I know the enlisted ranks real well. Uh, went to the University of Arkansas. Yeah. Hey, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Blue Pig Suey. Hawks. Got my uh, ROTC commission from there, and then went on to the Army and joined Special Forces. And... Ended up in 5th Special Forces Group in the 90s um, as a team leader, combat diver, scuba team leader. Had a great time. Loved being in the Army. Loved everything about it because of the people. Uh, I think one of the things that we don't realize is how good the people are that are in the military. I mean, they're just good folk. You know, just people you want to hang out with, people you want to command. It makes it easy to go to work. Right. Best job I ever had in my whole life. Right. Um, none better than the, and no more responsibility ever in my life than to command uh, America's best in combat. I mean, it's a, it's truly a, a privilege, an honor to do something like that, and and uh, and for our country. And at the time, nine eleven, which is, that's damn near twenty years ago. That's crazy. Hey, let, me, let me ask you this. When you went into the military, and I'm just going to kind of jump in there. When you went into the military and you went into the Army, of course, you probably already knew you were going to go to the Army. You knew that was the place yeah, for you. That, yeah, no, no doubt. doubt that, that was happening. So once you went into the Army, did you know immediately, hey, I'm going Special Forces? No. Mm-mm. So how did, that, how did that decision come about in your, in your career in the Army? Um, I was actually trying to go to Ranger School. Okay. And um, the class was full. And they said, hey, you know, we're – Recruiter came down and said, we're looking for guys that go to Special Forces School. You interested? Sure. Right. You know, it sounds challenging. It's got sure. the word special in front of the word forces. It's right. got to be pretty <laughs> cool, be right? When my There's wife some... calls me special, I think she means a whole different type <laughs> it's a different, of special. It's a different kind of special. Yeah. That's right. like football right. helmet and crayon. Special. That's right. That's Absolutely, folks. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of and kind of weird way that's how I ended mm-hmm. up. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the time I was married, I married my, my high school sweetheart. I have to put a plug in for her because not too many of us uh, were able to keep our marriages together because it's a hard life. Sure. Um, but she she didn't know what she was getting into, but she hung in there, and we, we had a great family together. Um, I think my son actually might have served in the unit with him in Florida. Uh, and he was He's he talking was about just – y'all can't see I'm him. He's standing behind the camera. That's He's talking about Mr. Mr. Steve here, yeah. GM at the Bad Monkey. Right. And uh, so the only time, just real quick, the only time we ever, my wife and I ever had a kind of, perf- where she's like, you better go, we got that call, you know, it was like one o'clock in the morning, and you know, nothing good, you know, I was like, yeah, this is, this, this current black friend, can I help you? Ah, uh, this is Captain such and such in Iraq, I just want to inform you, your son's been wounded. Oh, wow. He was in Mosul. And so I'm like, okay, but, you know, we're, we're stabilizing him, and we'll, we'll let you know. So that was kind of a courtesy call from a profession, yeah. right? Uh, all of us profession, professionals in arms, they called me. They knew, knew who I was. And my wife was like, 
you get over there right now and right. find out what's going on with oh, my son. Boy. Right. Uh, and that was that was the only time in our whole marriage, in my career in in the army, where she intervened and was like, "Yeah, you need to. You're going. You're going. You didn't have a choice. There was no, no. question. Yeah. I don't care how you get there. You didn't. You didn't do this in the army for this long, not to right. go over there and find right. out what's up with our son. Right. Uh, and it, anyway, I wasn't able to. But I didn't come home for like three days pretending like I was going over there. Right. <laughs> that's a, that's a wise man. That's, right. that's a wise man right, right. Wise man, yeah. very wise man. So it is, hard, it is hard for a wife then, for oh. a guy in the military that's going and fighting. And Are you coming back? Are you and coming how, back? And, you know, right. and if you do come back, what are you going to be like in a mental state and uh, the fight and everything yeah. else that you're going to be involved in while you're over there? That's, that's brutal. Well, then bringing sure. it up to the point of 9-11, you know, for most – Modern history, anyway, none of us had ever experienced anything right. remotely close, and so the 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 patriotism, the American spirit, the um, the anger that we saw kind of come behind that. One thing that on the Twelve Strong movie that we saw was how people, men and women in the military, they wanted oh, to go. Can you talk to us about yeah. that a little oh, bit? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So it was, nobody knew what we were going to do, but we knew we were going to do something. I mean, there was rumors all mm-hmm. through, the, through the, the unit. And really, Afghanistan is not really where you would say 5th Special Forces Group area of responsibility is. We're Middle East, Africa. I spent most of my time in the Middle East and Africa. Um, and so we didn't know who was going or what we were going to do. But understanding General Mulholland, who was Colonel Mulholland at the time, our group commander, took off to brief the Secretary of Defense and the President of the United States on what could special forces do in Afghanistan. And that was Bush at that time. And that was Bush at the time. Yeah. He wanted to hear from the commanders what they could do, not from the staff officers. Okay. Which is very important delineation. You know, what is, what is you, I want to look the commander in the eye what are you going to do for this country? What, who are you going to send, and what's your plan? Right. And he liked Fitz Group's plan. And he said, it's, I want a, a low, uh, least amount of footprint possible. Um, unconventional warfare sounds great to me. When can you go? Unconventional warfare. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let me just stop that. real quick and ask, mm-hmm. just, just, so, just so our audience can understand, unconventional warfare means what? It means we're not going to go in and like big army and make the rubble bounce is what we like right. to say okay. with, with big tanks and, and big armament and all this stuff. We're going to go in and we're going to work by, with, and through the forces that we have available to us on the ground. Whether so this that is be not like, warlord, go ahead. So this is not like fighting Germany then. No, this is no. nothing like Germany. This is straight up. We're going in clean, yeah. low profile, and we're going to basically sneak in on this situation without really doing a lot of damage to the area. Correct. We're going to infiltrate the area, link mm-hmm. up with the warlord, establish rapport, and then build a fighting force and go after the bad guys. Warlord. 
I don't know if y'all heard that or not, yeah. but I just had another chill kind of run down my back when he said warlord. Right, and you know, when you say warlord, you think about all kinds of things, obviously for guys like you and me that you've seen in the movies all I over think of the or crazy whatever. ass, yeah. just nutcase that doesn't have any idea what the hell's going on. Right, or, or you think about just some crazy madman who's just laying waste to everybody right. who is, you know, crazy. Murdering children and women and just going crazy. What about the warlord or warlords you had to work with and educate? So... Um, great, great question, because I think in the movie, if you look at the movie, a lot of things were done, but the best thing in that movie was how that team leader and that team had to establish rapport with that warlord and his, his folks before they yeah. could actually convince them to fight with them. And that, that is the tricky part of unconventional warfare. Um, you've got to win that guy over. You've got to show him that you, he, you can go to war with him or he can go to war with you. And he doesn't care win. because his whole entire life has been war. That's war. all he knows. Right. That's all he knows. Right. But do you, can you do that? Right. Can you do that, Perry? Can you, what, what can you bring that I haven't already have? Or what can you do that I, I can't do? Right. And of course, it's, you know, we can talk with fast moving aircraft that you can't see and we can drop right. bombs. And while we're doing that, mm -hmm. we'll encircle those guys and we'll finish this thing up real quick, right. real nice and tidy. <laughs> the other thing we can do is we can shoot. Right. Which is something that, I, another thing that all over the world, when people link up with us and they fight with us, they're amazed at how well of a shot we are. Yeah. Um, and it's not just our snipers. It's just, it's everybody on the team can shoot. Uh, we, we train to shoot because that's, that's our lifeblood. Right. I mean, to be honest, they're shooting at you. Someone's going to shoot back. Shoot and just, back and make it count. Yeah, it That's just right. happens we're a better shot. <laughs> in, the, in the construction industry, which is one of the industries we're in, we like to measure that by saying, you know, measure twice, cut once. once. Right. Yeah. 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 Same concept. Get yeah. to right. it. So, so you get in the Army, you go Special mm -hmm. Forces, you go to the Afghanistan, got the, at East Afghanistan, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. East Afghanistan, and your, your, your sole purpose, once it comes down from the commander of what y'all can do, and he speaks to the president, your sole job once you get there and your group, and that's... 12 guys. 12 guys. About 12 guys. Right. Mm -hmm. that's, your, that's your group. What is your job when you get there? What are you, what are you responsible for? Yeah, what responsibilities. Are you, yeah, what is, here's what you're supposed to go do. All right, so everybody on a team probably just like, like you guys in, mm -hmm. in, in the business world, you are counted on to do a certain job and to do it well mm -hmm. um, and to do it together, right? So there's, there's a lot of levels to that. As a commander, overall in charge of everything that fails or succeeds. Um, in the business world, I remember hearing one time, you know, in business, you want to fail. If you fail, you want to fail fast, so you can yeah. recover quickly and move on. Right. Well, we don't have that luxury in the military. Failure is not an option, right? So we, we look at it as success from the moment we step on the ground with the team. Everything has to be successful. Anything that fails, like fails miserably, could be catastrophic. And so we, we plan accordingly, plan to succeed, everything. And the fellas, God bless them, man. They're, they're just, you know, it's a team mentality. Even though I'm the officer... I've got 11 other, well, one warrant officer maybe and, and 10 other enlisted guys. We, we all live together, eat together, fight together, sleep together. We pull shifts together. Um, 
everything is, is, is one team, one fight, uh, just like you hear about. But on a special forces team, there's only 12 of you. Right. And you're surrounded by, in my case, 900 guys that we grew as a fighting force who we didn't know if they mm-hmm. were going to turn on us from one minute or another. Yeah. And then this is the surrounded warlord, by this is the, warlord, this is the warlords guys. This is the warlords guys. Yeah, right. Okay. Right? So can I stop you real quick? Yes, I'm sir. sorry to interrupt, but I think that for me, I've always wondered, and I'm sure a lot of people that's going to be watching this wanted the same, how did you identify, number one, because we can wind up playing this into some, you know, some other things in business later in a conversation, who was with you and who wasn't, and then how did you recruit the way that you did, the 900-strong army underneath you and your 11 other men? All right, so I, I think first we got to think about a timeline. Okay. Um, when we went into Afghanistan, we didn't have orders to come home. Okay. Right. So in the army, you're ordered to do. We had orders to go, but not come, not return. Okay. So we had no idea how long we were going to be there at okay. that time, uh, which is different because usually it's a year. If you go to combat, it's a year. But for us, it was it was open ended. So in that in that, how does that I got I got to ask, how did that make you feel? The open ended part. How did that make you feel and your family feel? How how does that open ended thing work? Great question. In that environment. It affects the family more than it does the soldier, right? Because we're geeked up. Right. The whole time. You ready to go fight? We're, yeah, we're, we're on this. We're all, uh-huh. we're, we were all in. There was nobody thinking twice about this. I mean, sure. you got to remember sure. what, what just happened to our country. Right. right. And, you know, we were all in. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and we're going right. to defend our, all three of those things right, right here in Afghanistan. Y'all heard that, folks. Defend those things. Right. And by at all costs, and so that's what that's what we're over there doing. So the family, you know, the wife and the kids, they have no idea when we're coming back. They don't know when they're gonna we're gonna hear from us. At that time, we didn't have the World Wide Web to talk on. Sure, you know, we 2001. That was still kind of rudimentary in the military. I think we were doing some email, but that's about it. But we couldn't do it over there. I mean, they don't have they didn't have towers over right. there. We were literally using Russian maps to navigate and call wow. bombs with. Wow. And because we didn't have the maps that we needed uh, from from the U.S. side. So for them, from that perspective, it was it was tough. It was tough on the wife, uh, tough on the family, not knowing when we were going to come home or when they're going to hear from us. But right. most special forces wives kind of know that because they've been through that a little bit. But still nothing tough, like still this. Still tough on the family, though. Always tough. Yeah. Even if you know it, right? You know it's going to be a long mm-hmm. 12-mile run, but, man, it's going to suck. You know, so a lot of times we always, around our country, you hear people, whether it's just lip service or heartfelt, we always thank our servicemen and women. But you don't necessarily hear the thanks that go out to the families oh, yeah. right. of the servicemen and women. So right I here think today. that's a super, super good point. Yeah. I really good point. Right here, right now, on this show today from Cowboy and Cadillac, you know, thank you to all the families of our servicemen and servicewomen uh, here in our country, we appreciate your sacrifice as well. To all the wives. Yes. The kids. Sons, the parents, daughters, grandkids. The grandparents. Yeah, yes. all of that side of it. It's uh, this is this is touching. This is this is uh this is almost kind of tough to listen to when you get when you hear about it because you know what he's up against. You know right. what he's going into and you know the fight that's fixing to happen. Well, and especially when you know what's going on in our country today. Right. Even with men. And women like this and the families that sacrifice so much to fight for the things that it seems like we 
the people are having to fight for right today, or we better be right. Anyway, Perry, let's keep no, keep going. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, just so go back. So going back to okay. so distinguishing the difference between you're getting there and how do you know who's good and who's bad? Who's yes. good and who's bad? So that's that's you know you're you're relying on that warlord, okay. um, for for the most part. Uh, Tell us about the warlord. Hang on, I know okay. I, get, I keep getting sidetracked, but the warlord thing's important. So, what it is this guy important. like? We, what we imagine is probably not the real thing. So, what is this warlord right. guy? So, they're, they're all kind of different characters, you know. Right. You kind of you'd be a great warlord. Did <laughs> y'all hear? Did y'all hear that? Great warlord. Don't right tell here. him that. No, no, no. Don't it's, tell him this that. This is going to go over good at the office. Yeah. I promise. I promise. There's and a I'm lot also, of people disagreeing with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. promise you. Yeah. I need oh, to send yeah. this out also yeah. to the pilot. Because I, I'm a war lord, yes. that I get to sit up in the front seat every now and then with him and fly the plane. So I mean, it's anyway. I just want to make Scott, sure. Scott, don't let him fly home. <laughs> okay. so, All right, so, so yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so there and hang on. I want to say again, great warlord, cowboy right here. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> We're gonna get you one in there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, they they're. They have the influence in the area. That's uh-huh. that's the big thing is they can influence the area, the people in the area. And okay. for in Afghanistan, they it was kind of weird. They they all warlords had a different flag that they flew on their vehicles, so you could kind of distinguish what warlord w- was where and when you were changing territories. And they always had these checkpoints, right? This is how they made money. Um, they would they would establish these checkpoints, and they they get people that would driving through or walking through to pay him some money to get through the checkpoint. So when we got there, we had to, we, okay, we, we, that's not how we do that's business. Not, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to be work. That's not going to work with America. Right, right. <laughs> you know, this, which that's you got to be careful freedom. with, too, Not a lot of right? freedom there. <laughs> right. Yeah, you right. got to yeah. be careful with yeah. imposing your your will on people sometimes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a balance. Um, but so anyway, he was, Kamakan was his name, uh, and his, he had a brother, um, that was also a warlord in another area. And they were just the Khans. The name should ring a bell, right? Mm-hmm. From I mean, anybody that had any type of influence was a Khan. Kamakhan, right. Pachakhan, whatever Khan. Okay. Um, and then so you would link up with those guys and they would they would have the influence to get the people you needed to go out and do the fighting. And they would also, they knew the train, they knew the environment, they knew where, and you could tell, even when they when they were kind of lying to you about, you know, oh yeah, we could go there. Right. You could tell by their mannerisms, behavior, when they were worried about something. So gotcha. then you knew, okay, okay, we're getting ready to get in the bad guy territory. Okay. And then, so at the time we're looking for Al-Qaeda, mm-hmm. and the Taliban, and who anybody else who wants to come uh, and rough up the Americans, we, we're willing to entertain that. Um, Because there was all these different factions that started popping up, and so when you so when you got your orders, your orders are go in, and you're there to take out Osama bin Laden. You're you're there to try to find him, try to seek him out, and try to kill Osama. Right. So there there are my my mission initially under Task Force K Bar was that looking for uh, Osama bin Laden and and his. Uh, lieutenants and, and captains and whatnot. But when I rolled over to UW, Unconventional Warfare, it was more of a defeat the Taliban and Al-Qaeda in this area of operations. As a whole. As All a whole. Gotcha. As a whole. And if you just happen to come up with somebody that knew something about bin Laden, 
more the better. You know, get, get, chase that rabbit hole. Uh, so that's that's kind of what we were all doing. And the horseback thing came about was because of the train. Quite yeah. honestly, I mean, it's just trying to get from one place to the other. I mean, I didn't I didn't assault the OBJ or the objective on horseback personally, but you know, it was there in the movie. And you know, I know the fellas that uh, was you know nine five, the team that was out there. You know, they they were doing the same thing everybody else was doing at the same right. time, just trying to defeat the Taliban and Al Qaeda. And here's the other thing: we forget we won that. We won. We, there is there is no doubt in anybody's mind. By the time Fifth Special Forces Group was done, we won. Right. We we had that country. We were establishing life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for every single person there. How were you received by the locals that in Afghanistan? In Afghanistan, they were not Taliban. We're not Al Qaeda. How how did those folks respond? So my my base camp. Ended up, I had to bring in a company of Marines to secure the base camp because so Felix. many people would show up to to hold for us to hold court. Wow! To try to figure out their disputes because they had nobody, no governance to do that, and they figure, well, how you, you, you're the hefe, you're the yeah, you look like you know what you're doing. Can you help us out? You know, we we have we have a problem with our water. Okay, what's the problem? Yeah, we can't. Send some civil affairs folks over there and help them out with the water. And we would hold court in between fighting the Taliban and the IQ, AQ just to, to be part of the, 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 uh, the people that, that we're living with and that was living on the outside of our base camp. And that was a daily occurrence working oh, with them. If you don't mind, no, okay, I wanted to point out this book. This book, The Talent War... Uh, was written by actually a seal, a Navy seal, and uh, unbelievable. I want to just point this out <laughs> I to you. Y'all are probably like, really a the, seal. <laughs> <laughs> the introduction here, this entire introduction and the opening of the introduction is actually written about Perry and uh, the the team that he led, uh, who he is, and the objective that they had and what they accomplished. Uh, the reason we want to point that out is is because you are looking at and listening to a true bona fide American hero. Right. And uh, we, we can't thank him enough for that. And then uh, here on this show, obviously, you know what's very important to us is, uh, you know, being God-fearing, gun-toting, free market capitalist is business as well. And uh, what we found really interesting besides that, I mean, if, if one man couldn't do enough – here he comes back. We talked about doing business with like-minded people. Right. 